politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Adam! Oh! Travis? Yes. (sighs) Guys, this week turned out to be sort of challenging. On um, Saturday, I got a uh, an alert from Experian saying that my social security number had popped up with a name that was not my name. I've been using it, and it's been terrific. I want to thank you very much for it. Why don't you use your own social security number? No, because it's much more fun using yours. It costs me a heck of a lot less. <laughs> well, so, so this, of course, set me down a, a rabbit hole of, uh, it turned out, pretty pretty decent-sized rabbit hole. I, I logged on first to irs.gov, where I have an account. I'm sure you're familiar with that site. Yes. And, um, and then I probably forgot that I logged on to irs.gov because it wasn't working properly. I got a warrant, something saying, oh, well, you know, it's not really working right now. Log back in later. And I forgot that I did it. So I'll deal with this on Monday, I thought to myself. And I, I, on Monday, dutifully... Logged on, looked at the email from Experian, and checked my credit report, as they suggested I do. And I uh, went back to irs.gov, and I saw that somebody had logged into my irs.gov account on Saturday. <laughs> and I had forgotten that it was me, so I completely freaked out. I logged on first to irs.gov. .gov, where I have an account. <laughs> so the next thing that I ended up doing was I, well, I, I, I wrote to a friend of ours, Adam, Stephen Isaacs, and uh, told them the whole story. I checked all my credit freezes. I, I immediately applied for my IRS um, one-use annual PIN code so that nobody could file taxes in my name. And... Um, I set up two-factor authentication everywhere. I went into last uh, gasp mode and even started to check my passwords. And so I spent, I would say, probably two hours going through and making sure everything was secure. And I learned something. No. What? I'm pretty secure. I Where there's two-factor authentication, I use it. And I was talking to Travis about this, and I told him, I was like, well... I have this password that I reused here. And he was like, yeah. And then I, but I also had two-factor authentication and another form of authentication on the account. So unless you have my phone and my email, you weren't getting in. And, um, and that's not an invitation to simjack me. Why is that not an invitation to simjack me? Because you don't want to get simjacked, I'm guessing. No. <laughs> Do you think that you could simjack me? There's the question. Um... 
Yeah, that's that's straight up, straight up, straight up question. Adam, Travis, I'm inviting you. Could you simjack me? Yep. One of the easiest ways to do it is just simply to bribe someone that works for the uh, mobile carrier. You scum. Yeah, so it doesn't need to be anything like uh, like 007 super hacking or anything like that. Really, just uh, it, it's happened enough times where just someone like, like AT&T or Verizon gets 50 bucks and they can just kind of uh, get into your account. Really? I, I actually paid less to get Bo's number that I can <laughs> Adam, Jack. What? I paid 50. Oh, you overpaid, buddy. Yeah, I'm generous. I dislike you both immensely. Okay. No, you don't. I'll go with that. I, I do. I was telling a story. It was a good story about how I'm doing everything right. And oh, if you didn't happen to figure out a way to make me feel completely terrified again, thank you very much, Mr. Doomsday Travis Taylor, Darth Vader. It's my stock and trade. What can I say? Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam Levin, Cyber Avenger. And I'm Bo. Cyber curious. And I'm Travis, just plain cyber. And today we're talking to Wim Grace, who we might say experienced the education of Wim Grace while applying for a teaching position overseas when she was 22. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rope's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Wim, we'd like to introduce you to your relative, Bo. <laughs> hey, Bo. Oh, hello, my mother's cousin's daughter. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's right. <laughs> non, a nano was your 
grandmother? Yeah, Nano. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Nano. Yeah. I see I'm from is Connecticut. A, so it's just no, Nano. The, no, you're you're cool. Then, I just for a second I'm like, wait, what is that? Yeah. Those that's that's your grandparents. Yeah, that was my grandparents, yeah. You could be like a thirteenth cousin, twice removed. <laughs> well, speaking of you know, if we both do twenty three and me, we'll be introduced again. Oh God. I've been scared to do that. My mom actually bought it for me and I'm a I'm also like a really mixed kid so I already have a very diverse background so I was like terrified to take the test because I was like it took me forever to memorize all of like the for sure things I have let alone like all the strange percentages I don't know um I don't know if I want to is that weird I don't know if I want to meet more family it just seems like it gets really complicated really quick in full disclosure I also have a 23 and me in a box in a drawer unused because I too am not quite sure I want to know that's to me it's sort of the genetic version of a Pandora's box not I think it's maybe better unopened in that drawer I I agree I see I see already how we're related just (laughs) (laughs) how we want to keep distant relations distant maybe (laughs) (laughs) well yeah could be listen i'm 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 this is a shame-free zone which includes my own family of origin they get a pass <laughs> so you're really welcome here today because we're um and this on this show we're very interested in stories good stories and from what i hear you have a really good story that starts in spain maybe is that right Yeah, it starts in Sevilla, Spain. Yeah, and I was going to school there. I was getting my CELTA certificate through a Cambridge program. That what is that? In Spain. CELTA is like the first certificate you can get that allows you to teach English as a foreign language in the world. So you can teach English as a foreign language, but it's like the first level of accreditation. The next level is Delta, and that allows you to teach um, like business English. Well, something else we have in common, I did it illegally in Germany (laughs) when I was quite young. Yes, no certificate. I'm sure I feel bad for all of them because they were speaking gutter English. But um... (laughs) So women, in addition to teaching, what other things do you do? I'm a musician. I've been a touring musician for a long time. I'm also a stripper, which is also I have a stripper in the family? (laughs) Oh my God. You you guys like weird stories. There you go. You know, Bo was was trying out for Chippendales, but Travis and I got him under control. I wish. I oh, wish he only I, does it for you guys now. I do, but I wish that my <laughs> the look on my face could be translated into audio. I was so fascinated. So, so when I I I I feel like I should be more fascinated by your music, but I I'm curious. So you're a stripper currently, and you work somewhere doing that, or yeah, I'm in New Orleans working in uh, the French Quarter, uh-huh. working at um, Penthouse. Very nice club. Very cool. And then yeah. the music you make, I've I've heard some of it. It's it's. Um, how would you describe it? What is the genre? Uh, it's like haunting indie um, folk, I guess, but with a uh, electric guitars. <laughs> okay, so now in your stripper life, I'm sure that you've also been exposed to scams, correct? Um. No. Really? Not, I mean, not I at all. pretty straight up. That's good. Uh, that's actually one of my attractions to the the work. I don't I don't think people 
ever think about it that way, but I feel like it's one of the most like honest jobs you can have. <laughs> There's no real confusion why people are in the space, you know. It's a it's um, a straightforward transaction. Pretty normal. And and you get paid cash, who gets cash anymore, you know? It's like it's pretty pretty clear and clean for me. It's not everyone's experience of it, just like anything, but <laughs> well and and nobody's hiding anything. <laughs> so Exactly. Exactly. It's all out in the open, as we say. <laughs> This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So what is is getting a a certification to teach? um, How does that lead to a scam? What what happened? So I went from Sevilla, the program route, and I went from Sevilla to Portugal in Cascais, Portugal. um, Beautiful. Um, But it was winter. So I was in a surf hostel that was empty. <laughs> so you're on the sea, you're um, on the Atlantic. Right, yeah. Um, rainy this is kind of like The Shining, but in, in Europe, you know? <laughs> I hope not. I don't remember that part of the story. <laughs> Good, you were sleeping. It, it's better you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I used, I wanted to um, get some me time because I've been, you know, around a bunch of students and I really love the ocean. But also I thought I'd take all that quiet to fill out all these applications to teach in various countries abroad. And it's a pretty tedious process. And you just everything's online, um, which was pretty new back then. This was like over a decade ago. Um, So um, you just there's various websites that have various jobs and I I was specifically have a lot of background teaching children outside of teaching English and so I wanted to work with kids and anyway so I was looking through all these jobs and um, started applying and you know um, in my quiet time and then like surfing and bad weather <laughs> by myself in between 
And as I was going through these applications, um, two jobs got back to me and they said they wanted to hire me. And one was based in Indonesia and one was based in Portugal. So I was like really obviously excited about both, but it's pretty hard to get a job in Europe in general. Um, I had teaching experience, but not so much. It was like a in Europe. So it was like a really amazing opportunity for me. And also I was already in love with Portugal because I was there. So um, I just said no to the Indonesia job and yes to the Portugal job. Now, can I ask you a question? Yes. In your application, did it say that you were in Portugal? Um, I did not mention that, no, because it was, you're just kind of filling out. They're not asking you where you're based. At the so time. they had no way of knowing you were in Portugal? No. Other than no, looking okay. at your IP address, maybe. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Well, I was just, I was very excited. I was planning, I'd be like, oh, spend the holidays in Europe and then start teaching in the spring. That was my, my thought. And, um, you know, started buying work clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, about a month later, I started receiving kind of poorly written emails, sort of the emails that we're accustomed to now that lots of people get all over the world from various different places. We have now must you job could take if yeah. you would like five to twenty sixty five dollars. Yeah. And the only thing that's in good English is send money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started getting those sorts of emails supposedly from the school and Obviously, that was a big, big ragged flag. Um, I talked to my program just in case there was something I wasn't aware of. They were like, oh, we need money so to pay for your travel expenses. And, you know, that. Um, so anyway. so they needed money from you so they could pay you for your travel expenses. Yeah. They, yeah they would I get like me. that. That's, Wait, Adam, you do that to me all the time. Well, that's different. I do. <laughs> I thought it was totally legit. Wim, what, what, I, I don't actually understand, honestly, I'm, I'm not kidding now. I don't really okay. get how that works. So say again, come again, you, I mean, go ahead. What? Which part, which the part, part do you, about say you again? sending money? Like how did, no, I mean, I didn't, but they were, they were saying for like the proper paperwork that needed to be taken care of in order for me to work for them. Hmm. I needed to give them money. Well, what was amazing was that the the application process was really tedious. And there had been emails supposedly from the school beforehand, which probably had been like copy pasted and then mm-hmm. moved around slightly or something. Everything had seemed very official. There were even were supposed pictures of the school, um, you know. Was it was it fabulous? No, no. They were like you would expect, you know, these tiny little schools with like you know kids and these small classrooms and you know it yeah nothing gave it away until the very last bit it was it was almost disappointing on their side because if they had they had spent all this time obviously for all the earlier part of the work and if they had just done something similar on the last end they probably would have been at least more successful with me. But wait, what was the tedium like? Like what kind of things? Did you have to write an essay? Did you have to... It's pages, pages of all kinds of questions. There's um, specific types of 
like they want to know what kind of teacher you are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what kind of learning you prefer or st- types of students you prefer, um, you know, obviously your background, how you handle certain, certain situations, you know, uh, there's kind of basic um, kind of grammar checks, like what book do you use, this and that, there's like, you know, now, what were you they asking, to. Were they asking you for personal information about you? Um, in the application, yeah. um, just like you would in any other job, you know, like what's your background in this and, you know, but not your social like, security number or anything. No, like no, there's, there was none of that beforehand. Yeah. But the, but the tedium, the test, all that stuff, the application, uh, that was all in totally believable and perfectly fine English. Yeah, it was perfect English. It was okay. just like all hmm. the other applications I had filled out hmm. for like real job. <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, how did you come across the application to begin with? Did you find it online? Or? Yeah, there's just there's a some basic websites that are recommended. Like these were websites that are hmm. uh, most schools would send you to, or like other jobs would send you to if you're looking for the next place kind of thing um so they were cruising for somebody who wanted to apply for a job as a teacher yeah Yeah, they had done they were specifically targeting broke teachers well i don't know why do you do that that's a thing (laughs) that's a thing with scammers they love targeting people who can't afford to be scammed did you have any interaction with a human being during this process in the last bad english emails um they called me and that was extra funny. Oh, so they had your phone number then. Well, obviously, yeah. That was part of, yeah, that was part of the application and also definitely like the final parts of getting the job, you know. Um, so they could reach me for various things like asking for money and, and bad English, which also happened on the phone. So they didn't even have an, a proper English speaker. <laughs> Do you have any idea where in the on world the they were calling from? Do you know where this was based or no? No, I have no idea. I know it was, it was it was not clear on any level where they were coming from based on that phone call. It was very short. Um, the accent could could have been from like a lot of different locations. Um, I don't know. Hmm. It wasn't. My school was sort of horrified to hear that I was being asked for money. They said that's really unusual. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a different day and age. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and that so was unusual. when they that was when they stole your car. And held your dog for uh, ransom? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened next. Yeah. And then we went to Antarctica and and I fell in love with a penguin. And it it turns out to be a really beautiful story. The penguin part I heard was nice, but the (laughs) Interpol agent was sort of a jerk, right? Yeah, but all Interpol agents are. It's a shitty job. Well, I'm glad. So how's the penguin these days? Still doing doing okay? Yeah, yeah. We have a a special connection. Yeah. yeah. I, you should talk to Adam. He has a he has a penguin friend. You have a penguin? Yeah, invisible penguin, yeah. Uh, also <laughs> lots of friends that are moose too. I mean <laughs> Well, you have a moose? Is the moose also invisible? I an invisible moose, yeah. And a squirrel. Uh, oh, no, that was the cartoon series I was doing, you know, so. Boris is moose and squirrel. You missed actually when I I think I live now where you're in an area sort of like where your mom used to live. And so I came home the other night and there was a giant, and I mean giant, like 18 feet tall, 
coyote in my front yard. Come to think of it, it might have been a moose. I didn't make friends with him. I told him to go uh, f off, actually, because I have, did you, you might know that I have two tripod dogs. And so I feel like it's coyote bait. And I just wanted that coyote to go away. And, and, and at the time, you were feeling your inner Logan Roy. Yeah, I don't know. Who's Logan Roy? Succession. Oh, I don't watch it, so that's, I don't know. That's what he tells everyone to do. Yeah, Logan Roy says f off a lot. I think oh, he says f off a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's oh. what he does. He says f off a lot, too. That, that's, when he, that's when he loves you. He says f off. Oh. And so, goes, and so goes our rating. Travis is now slowly pulling every remaining strand of hair out of his head. Yeah, Adam, uh, Adam uh, what do you think Travis thinks about this mess of a show? <laughs> We're not supposed this, to say fuck. This seems to be pretty fucked up at this point. Anyway, I never heard Adam say fuck before. Wim, you should probably say fuck just once so that we... Everyone has said it and we can be done. There you go. <laughs> How did you feel when you got scammed? Because this sucks. You had a legit job in Indonesia and you went for the job in Portugal because you were enjoying your shining experience on the coast of the wintry, uh, you know, Atlantic there. Um, you talked about feeling idealistic and naive and you learned the hard way and all that, but what did you learn? You know, did it change uh, anything for you going forward? I mean, yeah, I mean, it definitely changed a lot. I'm overtly idealistic um, and good-humored. And even though 10 years later, I still, I still am. <laughs> even when the world's burning, I still am. Yeah. Um, and so I always, I'm, I'm, but I'm not stupid. And I, I, I read the writing on the wall, but I was a little bit hit over the head that someone would spend so much time trying to get money from people who obviously don't have a lot of money. These are like some of the <laughs> worst paid positions as a teacher you could possibly have, you know. Um, these are not people who are sitting on any board. Um, it's like most half of these jobs are you're getting room and board, maybe a little stipend on the side, like very, it's very, very little. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of blew my mind that that would be interesting enough or motivating enough for any person. Um, obviously not the best idea, not the greatest scam if you're just, if you're trying to fill your pockets of this money. Well, oh. I almost feel like somebody had an ax to grind against a teacher somewhere along the way, and this is how they yeah. Yeah. basically got it out of their system, unfortunately, trying to get money out of your system. Well, how much money was it? Did they? How much did they need from you? Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was like a thousand euros or something like oh, that. Oh, it was not a small amount of money. That That's a number. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, playing I was thinking it was like 50 bucks or something. Paper. No, it was... It was it was a chunk. Yeah. Wow. I don't remember it specifically, but it was a, it was a chunk of change. Yeah. So now you don't go forward now. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I was like, so now like you don't look at the world through, you know, that those scumbag colored glasses. Um, I don't, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it would color my, it would color my, my perception of the world. And it sounds like no. it really didn't. 
for you? No, You're more I mean, careful, I guess. I'm careful. I definitely do more due diligence for like a lot of things. I spend a lot of time researching. It's a lot easier though to do it. Like, you know, Google has a zillion things that come up now. I mean, it was that the whole internet world is a very, very different place now. It makes it a little bit easier in a sense to like, you know, look, look up something like a school like that or, you know, an organization or something. But, so listen, if you hadn't been scammed, do you think you'd still be teaching? I definitely have taught since I was scammed, but I never taught abroad after that. So I think that is interesting. Um, and I think definitely had a lot to do with that moment in time. I think a couple couple times in my life, I think like other people, I've been screwed over. And instead of like continuing in that direction, I was like, okay, we're gonna do this now. And I just would full pivot. Um, and that's worked for me. I don't know if that's like the uh, the cowardice route. It might be, because I just, I don't like hitting my head against the wall too much. Um, I like to think about it as like abstract thinking, abstract problem solving. <laughs> Just work on a different problem, never mind. <laughs> so Well, you know, why suffer when you don't have to? Exactly. I kind of I kinda of like that. I mean Bo and I we suffer when we don't have to. That's part of what we do is we suffer. That's how this podcast came to be. This is right. <laughs> Basically, the information that Wim provided is they could use this information kind of as a lead-in for other scams, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, scammers can, can and will use any information, any data that they have on you uh, to their advantage. Uh, that's one of the reasons why things like... Um, Posting uh, too much information on social media is never a good idea. Um, oh, that once on. that once that information is out there, it is out there. It can be used for uh, to figure out your security questions. It could be used um, to scam someone that you might uh, be connected to online to be able to say like, "Hey, you know, remember me from blank?" And then um, they can just use that information to impersonate you. Um, yeah, the the number of uh, applications are sort of limitless, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know, Travis, at the end of the day, if someone's super clever and I'm super not paying attention, uh, you know, I might click the link. I might. And I feel like, you know, at some point, I got a different question for you, Wim. Do you, are you pretty careful? Do you protect your, your data? Are you like, do you think that you're kind of hard to scam? Like, do you have your credit frozen? Do you have your passwords set all uniquely and differently and use two-factor authentication? Or are you pretty, or do you just use um, Nano as your password and <laughs> uh, let it rip? We had a guy that definitely was using Sacre Bleu as his password. <laughs> Nano. My, my aunt, whose name I never learned how to say because she wasn't actually my aunt. I think she was my grandmother's cousin. I'm 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 pretty good about it now. I always feel like you could be better, but I also feel like if someone really wanted to, you know, yeah. like I'm not particularly um, like versed in uh, the best ways to hack someone, but I am very aware of how much information I can get on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I have yeah. very no, yeah, yeah, skills, the open you know source I mean? intelligence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like it is helpful that um, you know. 
I move around a lot. <laughs> it's helpful. I, I have artist names. Um, all those sorts of things have protected me. And I didn't plan on those protecting me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're all, we all don't belong to ourselves anymore, haven't in a long time. And it is sadly a bit of loss of the draw. You know, I think, I think it's, I think unless you are really, really vigilant and constantly changing everything all the time, which mm-hmm. I don't know a single person who does that. Yeah. Um, well, you do, you're talking to a couple of them, but. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Well, good for you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're. No, I mean, I have to. I I constantly am going nah, 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 to like people who would like to scam me. So I I I I do have to keep it a little tight and right. But um, yeah, I was just curious because it's it seems like you know that that is a it is a liability. And but I do have a question. Do I remember correctly that your Instagram account was hacked? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Di- yeah. Yep. And it how was, was that? You got fished or no? Uh, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was like a kind of phishing of a buddy of mine got hacked and they contacted me through their account, that sort of thing. Oh, it was um, the Turkish scam. It was, we know we're very familiar with this hack. Yeah. It's, I think probably really, really common. Um, I'm glad I didn't get the more aggressive hack though. The, uh, I had heard once about people being their accounts held hostage in a sense. Um, I heard other people from I think from the same thread of hacking I was a part of getting more aggressive versions of that. Um, Yeah. yeah. And sadly I had a, you know, kind of a stupid moment, I guess, by not being a little bit more suspicious, like other other times in my life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and got hacked and that definitely affected, um, you know, such a, a lot of these things are number games, but that's okay. Like life goes on. So you have a new Instagram account and you should probably, you know, get a few new followers today um what is your new handle at instagram it's the at whim on a whim whim on a whim yeah that's easy but it's yeah. not whim on a whim no not whim on a whim but you could say whim on a whim whim on a whim yeah all right whim on a whim whim this has been great bye whim bye guys and if you want to hear one of whim's songs please stick around till the end of this episode Wim is not alone in being scammed like that. Because we are not alone in the universe. No, but there's the, the application scams are a dime a dozen. And the most common one right now is with COVID, where there are uh, fake COVID testing sites set up. And um, yeah, they'll stick something up your nose. But what they're really doing is gathering your information. You don't get any results. Well, the results you get is that your identity, your, 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 you experience identity theft. Well, not only that, but they stick something up your nose and then they charge your credit card for it. Well, that, some of them are free and that's, that's the even more insidious part because it's a free test, right? Except it's not free at well, all. Well, except for that they're trying to figure out how to charge the government or the insurance company for it. No, no, no. Or they're just trying to get your information, which... Well, that too. Right? You know, to commit They get identity. your birth date. Travis, have you, you know. ever been, been find yourself with an application situation that was looking for some money and... Bibbidi bop, bibbidi boo. Uh, a couple of times when I've uh, done some job searches in the past, I like 
usually a little bit too far into the process, I would be realizing like, oh, they're asking for my social security number and a whole bunch of this other information. And then I just have to like stop and say, I need to kind of figure out whether or not this is uh, legit. And in a couple of cases, it has absolutely not been. Um, it's definitely been a scam. Hey, Travis, think about it. Bo hasn't realized the fact that when he filed an application to be on this show, you and I nailed him for some money and some information. I do know that, actually, because I have been, I, I've been looking for it ever since. The drama that drove him to the woods of Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can people do to avoid this problem? Well, one of the things they can do is be very, very careful about what information they give anywhere to anyone for any reason and they need to independently verify the person that they're talking to um yeah but what if you are applying for a job what then i mean there are there are there's a legitimate um uh request out there that that many employers um will um present a prospective employee with, which is, I need your social security number because I need to run a credit check. No, and they need they, to, they, yes, they do. If you're going to drive finish. a Brinks truck, they, not, do a, they do a credit check. It, it is not about the fact that they're going to ask for that information. It is entirely appropriate for an employer to ask for the information. The issue is not that they ask for the information, yeah. but when they ask for the right. information. Well, so what if they're not lazy? What if they're like whims, tedious scammer? In that case, I think just having to uh, do a little bit of research ahead of time just to make sure that the organization you're looking up is legitimate. Um, I think that's right. Double check all the information. Uh, you can find out whether or not like the school in that case actually existed. Um, and if the school does exist, check out their website to see if they're hiring. And you can also check to see if there are any instances of people alleging scams. Mm-hmm. That's a very simple one. You just Google it and you will see. And Adam, what else? Well, there's no question that when people feel like they've been wronged, they get loud on social media. Yeah. So you, you, you would be looking to read reviews. Um, there are sites you can go to where you can get sort of the 411 on different companies to see whether or not you even want to work for them. And a lot of companies will be open about the fact we are hiring right now. So um, you need to independently confirm who they are, what they want, why they want it. And then also during the interview process, because you shouldn't just do something sight unseen like, oh, I like the job. Well, okay, what's your social security number? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I, need to, I need to talk to somebody first, you know, and as somebody that I can feel comfortable talking to. Not to say the scammer can't put on the airs, as it were, and, and sound very legitimate. Especially in the era of COVID. There's a lot more remote jobs, a lot more uh, situations where you're not going to be going in and uh, meeting someone face-to-face, -face, so it's a lot easier just to set something up. Um, like the sort of situation that Wim found herself in. Well, listen, guys, speaking of reviews, Adam, don't you think maybe our listeners should do something in that department? I am hopeful that if you listen to this show yeah. and you feel that we are the upstanding, lovable, spiritual human beings that add value to your day. Lovable. Why don't they go to Apple Podcasts and rate us and give us a five. You know, five, five numerologically means, you know, change. And yes, we feel that if you come to our site, listen to our shows, you will be changed. Therefore, five is an entirely appropriate number. Oh. 
Nicely done, nicely done. Five stars will make your life a much better life indeed. And also, to like cut straight to the chase, it, when you rate the show on Apple, it helps people find the show. Simple as that. And if you like it and you really want to tell us why you like it, you can review it. And if you want to review it and you want to do what a reviewer just did and said, Travis is awesome, the other two guys are bleh, you could do that too, I suppose. Before we go, let's close out this episode with the song Star Child by Wim Grace. It's available on all streaming platforms and on wimgrace.bandcamp.com. Cigarettes on your doorstep Wolf in your bed Angels shrouded House calls from the devil in the dead Speaking of truth that needs to be said Caffeine whispers Tarot card night Speaking in tongues With lovers that bite Painting the world in a crystalline light You're Ground. 
with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.